And it is the end of the year, and that means we are counting down our top 10 weather events in New Jersey in 2023. It's meteorologist Joe Martucci here. Join with me for this special edition of the Something in the Air podcast. New Jersey State Climatologist, birthday buddy, weather dad, Dr. Dave Robinson. Just a few days away from the end of the year. How are we feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good. You know, there's ups and downs of any year, but overall, I think it was a good year. Add another grandchild to... Okay, yeah, congratulations. Collection, collection of five. He'll, he'll be one in a couple of weeks. Um, so it's it's the, you can't have a bad year when that's one of the occurrences. I, I could... I, something I don't have experience in, but I can only imagine. Let's put it that way. Uh, that's great. And uh, you've been traveling all around the world, and, and that continues as we go into uh, the end of the month. Yeah, we, we get out and about on occasion. We rush out and rush back because we, wife and I, each have full-time jobs, obviously. Yes, More yes. than full-time jobs. Um, but, yeah, we had the opportunity, like you, to be in Italy. Yes. Uh, the Great Italy day. migration this year. I feel like everyone went to Italy. Italy and the Azores and uh, Mexico coming up. So, yeah, yeah, it's always it's nice to travel, but it's much better to be home in New Jersey. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see it. So, I mean, you know, it's always good to be back home. There's a thing on Instagram that's trending now. I know you're not a big Instagram guy, but there's a thing on Instagram now where you put uh, what states you've lived in and what states you've traveled to. And I only have one dot for where I've lived. Just one blue dot in New Jersey, and that's it. So uh, I guess, I don't know. I, I, why do you need anywhere else when you have New Jersey, I guess? No, I mean, uh, I am that rare, somewhat rare Rutgers professor who grew up in New Jersey. I've lived briefly outside the state in North Carolina and Pennsylvania, um, college um, and and sabbatical and things like that. Um, but mostly, this is home base. This is home. This is right. home base. And now, uh, we can go out from there. Um, yes. Even looking down the road to retirement. We both are from Jersey, and we want to stay here, again, as our home base, and then we'll travel right. elsewhere. Yeah, I don't really see it as like a Boca Raton, Florida person. No snowbirds. Yeah, I was going to so, say, because you are the snow king. No snowbirds. My parents did it. Um, oh, did I? Years ago, yeah, but um, no, no, not not us. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll look forward to keeping you here in uh, in New Jersey, and and uh, best wishes on your travel here. So we're going to talk about the top ten weather events of 2023. We do this every year here. Uh, what we'll do is we're going to start off just we're just going to quickly talk about ten through six, and then we'll more or less dive into. Five, four, three, two, and one. Now, usually him and I are slightly different here. Um, you know, usually he's looking, I, I would and correct me if I'm wrong, usually speaking more at some trends, some bigger picture things, like maybe like warmest years on record. I usually like to pick on like the certain singular dates of things. Not that one way is wrong and one way is right. It's just the way that we do things. And you can find his top 10 list um on their website. Um, tell us what website's gonna be and when that will be up. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, it will be on um, njclimate.org. Probably be a link to njweather.org as well to our weather network page. 
Um, I might tidy it up enough today to put a tease up there because we don't have some final numbers. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. But it will certainly be there early in January. Uh, but maybe we'll put a tease up. I uh, have to talk to Matt Gerbish, erstwhile assistant state climatologist who handles the postings um, because he knows more about doing that than I do. Um, I should add that, uh, you know, there's several reasons why our lists differ. Uh, one, you're a meteorologist. I'm a climatologist. Yes. Yes. So there's that side. And also you focus perfectly, perfectly on Atlantic. Yeah. You know, ocean. Ocean. Yeah, sure. And and I I look statewide. So I, I try to look statewide. I try to give a mix of a weather and a climate and a weather and a climate just to go back and forth a, a little bit. So there's good reason we differ, but there's a lot of similarities over the years yes. we've talked. And I think, I think we'll see some similarities as we, uh, as we go forward with this one here. So let's get into just, I guess, read your 10 through six and uh, you know, maybe a brief overview of that. This, this is subject to a little change, but this is very Precip focused, even though it wasn't New Jersey's wettest year or anything. And, and let's face it, you and I have talked about this going into this today. This was not an exciting year. In no. Years, as we'll see as we go down the list, because they'll be included there. Um, so it was a little... Number 10 is, I call it, other notable rain events. Well, that's a tease because they'll, that means we have more notable rain events coming up in nine through somewhere in nine through one. But, you know, we had a double header rain event in April. Um, we had a late June rain event. We had a double event bookending Thanksgiving weekend. Um, but what I think is most interesting, and I may twist this a little bit, some of these events occurred after extended dry spells. So we are starting to slide into maybe some drought concerns in June, and along came some rain. We were starting to do that in September. Along came the, uh, the end of the month rain. We were definitely doing that in November. Um, going in, DEP was bringing up its drought group, and we had a meeting. And along came Thanksgiving weekend. Um, so that maybe is the story that these were saving grace events. Um, and, and that applies. The reason I'm spending so long on this, this applies to several of the other ones we'll be talking about. Yeah, sure. So that's why I think go. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read. Well, actually, you know what? I want you to read. Can you read 10 through 6? Okay, great. Yeah, right. just do that quick. Number nine is growing season disparity. And, and this has a focus on, uh, on the coast yeah. and on our station, Atlantic City Marina. Um, the longest growing season, and that's the time between the last freeze in the spring and the first freeze in the fall. So it's all the days that didn't have a freeze between them uh, continuously. It was 249 days at Atlantic City Marina, Harvey Cedars, and up the Delaware Bay at Lower Alloways Creek Township. Um, the last freeze being, and I don't have all the numbers right here because I'm still pulling it together, was about May, uh, March 20th. Uh, and the first freeze was um, November something. I'm sorry, I don't have all the numbers right here yet. I'm still pulling it together. Now, to compare that 
with the location in our weather network with the shortest freeze-free season. And that was 135 days. And that's up at Walpack in a valley in Northwest Jersey where their last freeze was May 26th, over two months after the marina. And their first freeze was October 9th, about a month before the first freeze there. So that's a 114-day difference in the growing season. Yeah, you can fit two AC marinas in, in the Walpack almost. Yeah, I mean, that's it's three and a half months. Yeah. Uh, really interesting there. Um, going quickly, number eight was Ophelia at the end of September. Ophelia and Ophelia's remnants, and you recall it came in and gave some high surf and flooding and some ra heavy rains, and then it kind of loitered off the coast and then came back and gave the upper coast a 10-inch rain event. That's the day New York City got a lot of rain, but no one recognizes that one of our Kokoraz observers in Monmouth County had 10 inches of rain, more than anywhere in New York City. So Ophelia uh, rains eight. The seventh was a July rain and flood well away from you folks up in Warren County. There was a landslide that closed Route 46 for a week or more and destroyed some homes. Um, there was 10 inch plus rains following some earlier rains. And the reason I put that in as a specific one, it came with eventually a national declaration, a federal declaration that provided funds for them to clean up in Warren County. It was just for Warren County, but it's the only federal disaster declaration in the state for, for the year thus far. I'm not so sure if the December storm we just went through will qualify for anything. Um, that was seven. Number six, I call local wildfires. Um, we had an active wildfire season that began in March and went into August. Most of those wildfires were in the Pinelands or nearby. One was up in the highlands of North Jersey. And they ranged in, in acres from a few hundred acres to over 5,000 acres. The good news is um, there were no major damage to structures. There was no deaths or major injuries. Uh, there were some road closures. And, and, and then there was smoke um, that came, depending on the flow of the wind, people in southern New Jersey in particular were impacted by the smoke. So that's 109876. Yeah, 109876. You know, we have one that's in the exact same spot for our 10 through uh, 6 here. I'll read off mine. Uh, number 10, I did very warm July ocean temperatures. Uh, Atlantic City was in the mid to upper 70s for most of the week of July 10th. Um, that's about 10 degrees above average for water temperatures, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, and Steve Downey, who's the Beast Patrol chief in Atlantic City, said he only remembers this happening once or twice in the past 20 years being that warm that relatively early in the water season. Warmest waters are usually late August or around the turn of the month. Um, number nine, uh, usually we talk about the warm weather so much, but how about this? From May 22nd to June 10th, we actually were below average consecutively in southeastern New Jersey. And that was the longest streak since March of 2018. So I wanted to throw that in there. Not that there was any extreme cold. I mean, it's still May into June, but it's just a long period of below average temperatures. Eight, I had as Ophelia, same as you here. Um, you know, for the most part, we didn't 
you know, because we're covering Ocean, Atlantic, Cape May, Cumberland, we didn't get the excessive rain that even Monmouth County saw at the shore. But we still had a daily rainfall record broke at ACY Airport, which tripled the previous record. A couple gusts in the 60s, moderate stage tidal flooding here, um, a dredge broke in Eagleswood. So we had some power outages too. Seven, late October heat. I don't want to say heat wave, but we had the latest three-day streak of 80-degree or warmer temperatures at ACY Airport. People were on the beach in Atlantic City this late in October, and not just because it was like, oh, it's I, it's some kind of warm, I have to get out. It was legit summer temperatures one day. It was 81 degrees. Um, and then I have for, uh, hold on, do I got my numbers right here? I have, here we go, number six. Um, April 28th to the 30th, we had back-to-back -back storms. Um, ACY had an air pressure of 981 millibars. That's like a Category 1 hurricane. We had pretty, I don't want to say, it, we had some pretty decent river flooding on the Morris River in Vineland. Record rainfall in Millville and Atlantic City International Airport for daily records. And then a record monthly rainfall in Millville here. So that was significant just with the amount of rain. And again, some of that river flooding that we did see on the Morris River. So that's what I have as 10 through 6. I like the wildfires one, though. I did not think about that. If I had to redo it, I might shuffle this around and throw in the wildfires. But that's You're my allowed. 10 through 6. You're allowed. And your number 6 was one of those listed under my number 10, the, the late okay. April. All right. I yeah. So we're... We're kind of on the same boat there with the uh, with the water and the uh, and we talked about Ophelia there. So here's what we'll do: we'll uh, we'll take a break and then uh, we'll come back on the other side and we'll give us some uh, more time here. We'll give us plenty of time to talk about our top five and see how we compare and contrast here on the Something in the Air podcast. The press of Atlantic City is such a unique place for weather, and it's not just because I'm working here. Let me tell you why. We're the only place in the state with a degreed meteorologist, and that means we're writing weather stories, climate stories, environmental stories you're not going to get anywhere else in New Jersey. Plus, with a meteorologist like me, you're able to get forecast videos twice a day from our state-of-the-art IBM Max graphics system, a weather column each day, of course, these podcasts, and Plenty of social media postings I'm sure many of you had seen. So if you're interested in more weather, we have our free daily weather newsletter for you at pressofac.com slash newsletters. It comes out every morning in your inbox around 7 a.m. And if you want it all, you can subscribe to the Press of Atlantic City at pressofac.com slash subscribe. Welcome back, everyone, to the Something in the Air podcast special edition here as we talk about the top 10 weather events 2023 with Dr. Dave Robinson, New Jersey State Climatologist. So we are coming up to our top five here. You listened to 10 through 6 so far. This is what we're going to do for the second half of this segment. We're going to quickly go through our 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. I'll lead the discussion from there. I'll start with my five. If by number five is in his top five. He'll chime in on that, and we'll just go up the ranking like that. So maybe get a little. I'll do a little drum roll for myself. All right, here we go. <laughs> top five weather events. I have at number five the December seventeenth to eighteenth storm, the one that just happened here. 
Uh, number four, I have the warmth in January of 2023. You got a timeout. Okay. Timeout. That yeah. was my number five, too. Perfect. Look at that. We're on the same page. Okay. You said the button if it's the same. Love it. Number four, the warmth in January 2023. Number three, I have the April 1st tornado outbreak. Number two, I have the persistent wildfire smoke. And number one, the record lowest snowfall and climatological winter. So that does go back to December of 22, but you got to count it in here. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you. You can tell me your top five. You said we have the same number five. How did we do on four, three, two, and one? We have the same five, just in Look different at, order. Great minds think alike. This might be the first time we might actually have the the, the same top five. I have to listen back. Oh, number five is the December storm. Number four is the snow drought. Okay. Um, Number three, yet another warm year. Yeah. Um, and number two, I call Tornado Bonanza. Um, and we'll talk more about that. Number one is entitled Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. Yes. Look at us. So, we have the same top five. I'm going to probably say the reason why our order's a little out of place might be, again, he's you know, you're looking a little more statewide. The smoke was a little more potent up north than it was here. The snowfall, I will talk about that, but you know, I think it maybe was a little more dramatic down here with the low snowfall. But let's start with the one we both agree on at number five at least, which is the December 17th to 18th storm. Because, you know, man, I mean, you know, I, I'm glad it happened the 17th to the 18th, because otherwise, if it happened next week, we'd we, I'd miss it in my top 10 if we were recording this. But um, it was it was an unusual storm. I mean, it was a what we call a cutoff low pressure system in the Gulf of Mexico. That's a low pressure system, not within the regular flow of the atmosphere. And it made this track up the coast, mostly on land, the low pressure system, but up the coast. But man, I mean, this storm brought everything. I mean, heavy rain, two to over five inches of rain, rounds of coastal flooding, Strong winds. We did have power outages with this river flooding here. Um, it was a bomb cyclone. It, that means the air pressure dropped 24 hours or 24 millibars within 24 hours. Um, I'll just rattle off some stats and I'll turn it over to you. Um, ACY broke a daily rainfall record with 2.27 inches. That more than doubled the previous record. It was the fifth largest one day December rain on record. AC Marina had 2.08 inches of rain, almost doubling the previous record. Um, we had a water rescue in Vetner from the tidal flooding. We did get into moderate stage tidal flooding in Ocean County with this. Uh, winds, the top gust was 62 in Brigantine, number of places over 50. There were a couple thousand power outages. I wouldn't call it widespread, but there were power outages for maybe 12 to 18 hours with this. Um, I know there's one big stat uh, when it comes to statewide that you might want to share with us on this storm, but it was a, it was a, it was a pretty potent storm. I thought it, it, it in many ways it had characteristics of a tropical storm, yes. except it did not have the warm core uh, of a tropical storm. It, it was a confluence that, that low in the Gulf, you had the subtropical jet stream feeding in energy and moisture, even from the Pacific. Uh, the Caribbean, the Gulf, and the South Atlantic. And then you had the polar jet stream dig down into our west, and that helped track the storm up the coast. 
So it wasn't a tropical storm, but yeah. it had the low pressure, it had the wind, it had the surge, it had the rain. The only thing that you as a meteorologist got off easy on was there was no rain snow line to deal no. with. Oh, my gosh. If there was a rain snow line in this, uh, this would have been the most challenging storm for me this decade, I think, uh, because the big snows we've had have been all snow, which has been good. I just want to say one more thing, too. How about the surf from this? I mean, there were some viral photos and videos from Point, I believe it was Point Pleasant, of these massive waves, I think like 12-foot waves, 18-foot waves, at the Jersey Shore, you see the person on the wave. He's like so small compared to the ocean. So it, you can go ahead again. There wasn't the surge that Charles, uh, the Gulf Coast of Florida had, Charleston, South Carolina had. Um, it wasn't all that impressive, the surge along the coast. Uh, and I haven't looked at whether it maybe it was somewhat associated with the tidal cycle that it came in at the right time. Um, the, the worst of it at a low tide, for instance. But yeah, I mean, 28 of our 60, well, we don't have anemometers up at a couple stations now, but almost half of our weather network stations gusted to 40 miles an hour or higher. Um, our highest gust was 56 miles an hour um, out at uh, Harvey Cedars. Um, so it was, it was very gusty winds. Uh, the rains, the, the largest total we we feel confident was with was 5.68 inches in Oakland up in northwestern Bergen County. There were other five inch plus totals in Morris County, Passaic County, and down in Atlanta County. Yeah. Estelander, Hamill, Hamilton area. Uh, so those are the two areas with the heaviest rain um, from the event. And then the river flooding, which you didn't have to deal with in South, but the main branch of the Passaic at Little Falls and the main branch of the Raritan at Bound Brook had both of them had their eighth largest flood crest on record. Um, that's pretty darn impressive. Yeah. Had a way, so they were both top 10 flooding events in, in those basins. Um, just too much rain over too large an area over too short a period of time on top of the rains from the previous weekend and those two rains we briefly discussed at the end of November. Right. Uh, they they primed the situation uh, for this significant flooding event. So we believe in our office, and we still will do some more dickering with the numbers, that this was the largest December rainfall event on record uh in new jersey and i would dare say it, it may have challenged or exceeded january or february it is very difficult to get this much water yes. pumped up to the northeast at this time of the year when the atmosphere is and the oceans are usually cooler so you have less evaporation you have less capacity to retain moisture in the atmosphere um this was uh, a very notable event that may have not may, does have, we just don't know how to quantify it, climate change ramifications associated with it. But we can get into that on another day. Yeah. So that's only number five. We have four no, more to go. Five. We have four more to go. So little time. Uh, let's, let's talk about the January 2023 warmth. I know you talked about warmth throughout the year, so we can kind of tie them in. But for me, I had this at number four. Um, I love 
talking about this month when I do when I've done my winter forecast public talks. Um, it, it was so Atlantic City Merida, January 2023 was actually warmer than three Aprils on record at the marina. Uh, 1874, 1875, and 1907 records go back 150 years at the marina. Um, ACY and AC Marina were warmer than every February on record, and it was warmer than an average March in both locations. Um, it was um, January 4th uh, had record warmth. Uh, we got the 70 degrees at ACY Airport on that on that Wednesday. That was a daily record. Uh, and also, in a little twist on this, it was actually the first time in January history that the thermometer hit 70 degrees in the morning. You know, you would think it would happen in the afternoon. So that was even more impressive. You, you broke the record, but then you also did it in the morning. Um, Millville was 66 that day. AC Marina was 61. Um, and ACY in Millville... Um, didn't get below freezing in January until January 8th, which was the longest you had to wait on record to actually get below 32. Um, so it was just super impressive. Um, I think it was more of the average, if I, my memory serves me right, more of an average January in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's how warm it was. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I love the way you pull apart those individual days and such that I do a little less of because it's tough when you're looking at a state perspective. But I look at it another way. We have run numbers so far. Obviously, December's not done, but this is quite likely to be the second or third warmest year on record. Records going back to 1895. We're not going to be 2012 for the warmest year. Uh, but I believe it's two tw 2020 is second. We may, it, and it's probably going to depend on how warm it gets next week, um, whether this is the second or third warmest year on record in a year that globally is blowing away records for warmth. So we are sharing with the, the global warmth, but not quite to the magnitude of that. Look seasonally, winter, last December through February, was the second warmest on record, um, only because December wasn't as warm as, as January and February in an anomaly sense. Uh, eight months uh, were above average uh, this year, uh, and that's saying December, which we know is going to be above average. And um, Five months uh, were in the top 10 for warmth. We think four we've got already January number one, as you so well defined. February was the third warmest. April was the third warmest and October the ninth warmest. Again, that's going back 129 years to yeah. 1895. December may make the top 10 and may also make the top 10, probably will make the top 10 for rainfall for precipitation rain and melted snow so we'll see again on that one and then finally nine of the 10 warmest years on record have occurred since 2006 so nine of the top 10 and six of the last nine years 2016 to 2023 are in um in the top in the top 10 so yeah jersey is getting considerably warmer so there's my climate climatologist take on this yeah you better move on. 
Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll move on here. Uh, we'll talk about the I had a number three, the April first, twenty twenty three tornado outbreak. This was your number two, right? Yep. Right, and I can see that because you know in the southern part of the state, um, you know we did have a tornado in Jackson Town. We had, I believe, three of the seven tornadoes on that day. You know, so if you're covering statewide, certainly I can see it being number two. But it was the largest one-day tornado outbreak in New Jersey's recorded history, tying it with a November day of all days, November 16, 1989. Um, it also uh, set the record for most tornadoes year to date at that point in time. Um, the ones that were in my neck of the woods, we had one in Richland to Hamilton Township in Atlanta County, another one in Jackson Township, Ocean County, another one in Jackson going to Howell. There was a water spout in Atlantic City. Um, and then we also actually had lightning. This isn't a tornado, but lightning hit a structure in Rio Grande, which is in Cape May County, and set it on fire. I don't know if you knew that, but, uh, you know, you can fill in the rest because, like I said, I only talked about half those tornadoes right there. Yeah, right yeah. Um, again, looking at annually, there have been 13 tornadoes this year. That ties with 2021 for the second most in a year. And here the records go back to 1950 for our Jersey tornadoes. Uh, the record will remain 18 tornadoes in 1989. Um, looking at the ratings, four of the 13 were EF2s in strength, seven EF1s, and two EF0s. That's impressive. Normally you see more of these EF0 storms. February 21st tornado up in Mercer County was an EF2. It's only the fifth observed in winter, December through February, and absolutely the most notable of all. There was another EF2, but it was very short-lived. This one was on the ground for 10 miles plus, as I recall. Um, April 1st, the seven twisters, uh, you mentioned it was the most, tied the most for the one day. Yeah. Um, but what was notable about that, Two of them this April were EF2s, five were EF1s. You go back to the 1989 event, two were what we call F1s at that time, and five were F0s. So this was the most powerful tornado day on record in New Jersey. And it was primarily, I call it the uh, Route 195 event, because it yeah. really kind of came out of Mercer County and ended up over in Monmouth, um, Northern Ocean County. Yeah. So, you know, I impressive. And there were others, um, June 16th, June 26th, August 7th, and two on August 10th. So another busy year for tornadoes. And we've talked about this in previous episodes about, you know, we've had numbers with more tornadoes in recent years. What could possibly be going on? What isn't going on? We, we've chatted about that in the past. We'll move on, though, to to. Sorry, you want to? You can say something if you like. No, we we don't know because there was a big spike in the late '80s, punctuated yeah. by yeah. '89, and then there was benign early part of this century, and even the last early last decade. So it's no trend. People just get out of your mind that there's a perceivable trend. Right. We'll see ten years from now when we're doing this. If every year is large, we're going to see there say there's a trend. Hey. The, we can, I mean, you know, 10, we've done it for five years. That'd be 15 years of something in the year podcast by that point. So it's teenager, teenager at that point. Wheel me in to do that one. <laughs> I, that, no, no, no. You, you'll be right here, right here next to me, sitting down at your chair. 
in your house doing it with me. Um, number two, I had the persistent wildfire smoke. And you said this was your number, number one. one. Okay. Just want to double check there. So the wildfire smoke, you know, so we've seen wildfire smoke. We get it every spring and summer. It's not that unusual, but the persistence of it, how dense it was, especially if you were in the northern half of the state, uh, was incredible. It was wildfire smoke from Alberta and then eastern Canada that brought hazy skies from mid-May through early June. And then it kept coming back all the way into August here. Um, we did have that 5,000-acre Bass River State Forest fire on May 31st. That only added to the wildfire smoke locally. June 7th, though, if you are, I'm going to say, north of Tom's River, you will probably remember this day for the rest of your life because the sky turned orange. It was orange. Now, I did not see it because I was in Linwood, which is in Atlanta County, and it was very dark gray. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't orange, but it was incredible. Very unhealthy air quality on that Thursday with unhealthy air quality at the ground with the days surrounding it. Um, uh, oh, geez, what else I can say? Oh, this isn't New Jersey, but there was, I believe, one or two days where New York City had the worst air quality in the world. That was like the viral thing going around then. And it was on a, from a strictly temperature perspective, it was partially responsible for those stretch of below average temperatures that we had late May into early June. So just tremendous uh, amount of smoke that we had. So all you, you can go ahead. Yeah, uh, it, it and that's why I made it number one. It is the, the most memorable weather event, I think, for most anyone in central northern New Jersey, but also to the south, was the June 7th event. I didn't make that a standalone number one. I included it with the other smoky, and you don't maybe not remember, but you look at our October weather summary, there was smoke aloft in southern New Jersey on an October day. And I grabbed the satellite image and you can look at our October weather summary and you'll see it there. So it's the gift that the Canadians kept giving. It was by far, by far the worst fire season on record in Canada. Very weak in the Western US where we often see our smoke come from. Um, but Canada, as you mentioned, Western Canada, Eastern Canada, we even had a day with smoke from fires in Nova Scotia yes. come, down, come down the coast. The October smoke came out of Canada and wrapped down the East Coast of Florida. I think it's the one time Florida got the smoke this, this season. So this was just exceptional. As you said, the air quality, street lights were on at noon in northern new jersey on june 7th um yeah this this was one as you said people are going to remember where they were on that day if you were in central in northern new jersey yeah yeah and yeah, the irony one irony is i saw people going leaving going outside and putting masks on how about that right. when we're putting masks on when we went inside? <laughs> right. Going mask outside. COVID. So it's... it was the irony there was struck me, but I was walking um out, outside and I came in, I had a dinner meeting to go to. I had a change and shower before I went off to that dinner because you were outside for five minutes and you came in smelling like one of my old scout camping trips. I was gonna say, did, did you have smoked ribs at that dinner? Uh, yeah, right. That was that was my dad joke for today. 
Um, all right, so we'll get to number one. This is for me here. Um, and we have the record lowest snowfall and climatological winter. I guess it would also be for the year as a whole, though I'll let you answer that question. But, um, uh, you know, I'm going back to December 22 to February 2023 uh, here and even going into March. Um, we had 0.3 inches of snow at Atlantic City International Airport. And I don't even know how we even got 0.3 inches of snow, but we did. Uh, the previous record was 0.4 in 1973. Um, uh, we had measurable snow on February 1st and February 25th. Uh, that was at the airport. But really, for the whole southern half of the state, it was under an inch of accumulation. I believe you had to go to Trenton and then go north to see at least an inch of snow for the winter here. Um, lower Township, we've had records go back there a long while. Um uh, had a trace, or excuse me, had one inch of snow. Not a record, but very low on the on the charts there. So overall, as a whole, we were looking at a record uh, snowless winter. And then, if you can answer it, I'm assuming that it's a record low snow for the year, a calendar year. I don't know if you would know that off the top of your head. I, off the top of my head, I don't know that. But assuming we don't get any snow next week. Um, we've had very little snow this month. The only measurable snow this month has been at higher elevations, where High Point Monument had 5.1 inches earlier this month. Um, but that was above 1,000 feet, and really two or more inches you were above uh, 1,500 feet maybe. So Not yeah, a lot of people live there. No, no. Very, very low month. Um, and when you add it into what we had in January, February, March, and nothing in April, yeah, it'd probably be the lowest calendar year right. or, or, or near it statewide. We haven't looked. Let me, you know, I, I look at it a little differently, obviously, again, statewide. Um, statewide, it was the third least snowy winter on record back to 1895. Um, our estimate is 4.8 inches of snow statewide. Um, so it ranks ranks third behind 1918-1919, which is a number two, and 1972-73, which was uh, number one. Um, what else here? The Southern Division, which we consider Burlington um, Ocean South. It's different divisions than the National Weather Service uses for temperature and precip. We divide the state into north, central, and south. As it south should be. Was, yeah, it really should be. 0.4 inches in the south. Number one for lowest. Central Jersey, 3.9 inches. Number three for lowest. And the northern division, which is essentially Warren County, Morris County, over to Essex County and north, 13.8 inches of snow. It sounds like a lot, but it's still ranked seventh lowest on on record. So, uh, yeah, the snow drought, uh, as I call it. And it was a record late start in New Brunswick. It was February 1st had snow. You mentioned Atlantic City Airport did, too. That was the first measurable snow in New Brunswick and was the latest on record for the first measurable snow. Right. Yeah, it was kind of um, yeah, if you go back to last winter, like December, you had that really cold Christmas Eve and Christmas record cold. We just didn't get any snow with it. And then the torch went on as we flipped the calendar to the new year. Yep. It was yep. So, yeah. We'll see this year. 
We'll see this year. But basically, people ask me how much snow, uh, uh, you know, what what are we going to get snow-wise this winter? I'm pretty safe bet saying more than last year. You're not wrong. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be so wrong. So far, so far, not so good. <laughs> um, all right. So just to recap the top five, uh, I'll say it again. Uh, the December 17th to 18th storm, uh, the January 2023 warmth, the April 1st, Tornado outbreak, the persistent wildfire smoke, and the record low snowfall was number one for me. If you could quickly read your top five, and then we'll get everyone out of here. It was the December deluge was number five. Snow drought, number four. Another warm year, number three. The tornado bonanza, number two. And smoke gets in your eyes, number one. All right. So it was... um. You know, there's always something to talk about, as we always say in these episodes. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, it seemed kind of boring the past month. And then we fill a whole half hour. And, you know, this year, um, thankfully, uh, was fairly quiet. But there's always something to talk about, um, you know, when it's the two of us. So Absolutely. And, to, and, the, and for the people that stick through it and listen till now, they'll all shake their heads in agreement that there's always something magical, mystical, interesting um depressing to talk about with our weather and climate here yep. in new jersey you know it's funny someone asked me yesterday I, I was doing a school visit with fifth graders in little lake harbor and someone asked me uh what, does your job get boring when the weather's quiet i said there's always something to talk about yeah yeah so, well look at the the snow drought is the top five in the top five the boring right if it gets too boring it gets exciting that's actually that, that's actually the the oddity there so that is all we have. And we appreciate everybody listening to something in the air all year long. We really appreciate it. Um, we have our, our monthly format now with a couple of special episodes like this one and one we did with Dr. Judah Cohen on the winter that was. Uh, we wish everybody a very happy new year. Hope your holiday season was great as well. And we're going to have a December wrap up for you. Um not sure who's going to be the guest, though. We we will see. I think it's going to be Dave Robinson. Him and I are going to talk after this. If not, I might have to bring in my um, my other meteorological parent, uh, Jim Everwine, for this one. We'll see. Excellent pinch hitter, if that's yes, what's good. excellent pinch hitter, but but we, we will see. So in either case, everybody, Happy New Year again. Thanks for listening to the Something in the Air podcast. You can check out more of Dave Robinson's uh, climatological climatological and weather information at njclimate.org. We will talk with you soon. Take care.